the Many Things podcast. So, um, yeah, what do you think is going on with guitar? What do I think is going on? So I think it's 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 been interesting because a lot of uh, journalists are trying to talk about Qatar right now, obviously because it's starting in two weeks' time. But, like, you know, the decision was made four years ago to go to this country to do it. So why are we suddenly getting so irate and about it now when all of the immigrants that have built these stadiums have have, have died already and all all is about to start, you know, it's it's so late. I mean, that is the point you made about how they've all died already is a very good point. Because if if like whoever's pushing it, like the news or whatever, if they really cared. They would be talking about it as the migrants are dying. They'd be doing live, like, you know, 40 are dying this week and stuff. Yeah, you're right. Just because it's just about to happen, people are only going to be interested in it now. But That's now, what I mean. It's, it's... I've, never, I've never thought that they'd all died already. So, it, like, to cancel it now, I mean, it would just be like their lives wasted. That's what I mean. It's all about money and prestige. That's all it's really about. Uh, Qatar is, has, is not really a big country. We used to own it um, back in colonial times. And it's, there's nothing there, really. It's just a desert, isn't it? But they've just got loads of gas reserves. So it's a chance for them to put themselves on the world stage as such a small country. And what a way to do it, you know, having a World Cup. Billions of people watch that World Cup. I mean, you're going to be remembered. It's going to be in everyone's winter, Northern Hemisphere's winter, um, yeah. Western world's winter, you know. More, more people are so, outside. So be- yeah. So it's it's... It's, it's interesting. It's interesting to happen. It's something different. It's new. But whether it will be a good World Cup is another thing, really. Yeah, I saw on Twitter how Gary Lineker, he was tweeting saying uh, any gay players should come out during the Qatar World Cup. It's like, oh, hang on, mate. If you're a gay player in the World Cup, like, it's, that's, a, that's a risky-ass move. You'd suddenly have, like, there's already enough pressure on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the thing about Gary Neville when he went on Have I Got News For You... And Ian Hislop was like, how can you criticise the World Cup as you're commentating? Oh, so the game has just started. It's 1-0 to England. Oh, by the way, the Qatar, the Qatar uh, <laughs> refugees and immigrants in this country have been treated terribly during this World Cup. Oh, and they scored again. You know, like, he, he's not going to speak out because I mean, he's getting paid by the, by the Saudis. He's oh, working for millions, millions of English. Dollars. Yeah, he's working for a Saudi company. He's commentating for a Saudi or Middle Eastern company be in sports wherever wherever the company owns them, and he's not gonna say something bad about the people that employ him, you know. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whatever he does. He said he did, and like he has got a lot more political the last few years. You see, he was on stage with like Keir Starmer a few months back. Mm. Yeah, he wants to be an MP, doesn't he? He wants to be an MP. Yeah. 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 I'm, I think him. I think I think he should stick to football. That's what I think. <laughs> well, I think he's he's done some good shit though. Uh, he said during COVID, he has like he part owns a hotel. During COVID, they had this hotel and they opened it up to like homeless people and stuff. He he has done some good stuff. I mean, the guitar money Beckham's taken it as well. Yeah, so. but I think I think they've just offered Beckham ridiculously. You can't say no to sort of money. Because if, they were saying in that that article, weren't they? If you get David Beckham, you know that's a it's a weapon. You can use it as a, you know, this is going to be an amazing World Cup. You know, 
it's, sort of thing. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's sports washing. And yeah, I guess they yeah. use it. But, but do you think it's right to be held there for the World Cup to be held there? Um, I don't think it's wrong. I think the way it happened was wrong. So obviously, Sepp Blatter and, and all those those guys um, that were part of FIFA when it happened. I mean, it went to Russia before this, and now it's gone to Qatar after this. We're talking much about it, but you know. So, and then obviously with Qatar, they have paid their way to the top. Um, obviously, you have to bid for it. You have to bid for a World Cup. You have to pay money. And countries that don't aren't successful, they lose money. So you have to bid each round. You have like I don't know how many rounds you have. We have to bid each round so they've just bidded so that's the way it's done it's done by money anyway but the fact that there was no infrastructure there in the first place you know that's the big thing for me like when we had it in brazil that's a great place to have it still had problems with infrastructure in brazil because it was quite a poor country at that time well, you that's know with, uh, brazil with the favelas what they did they did the pacification thing where they tried to like fight all the gangs and they put up these huge uh like um, advertisers by the roads so people didn't see all the poverty driving in mm. yeah that was again there was huge corruption with the brazil world cup yeah i mean but like this is i think this is on another level because like this is like sophisticated corruption in a way you know it's like how the west they're, 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 they're super rich and they just get what they want because they hold a lot of cards. You know, they've got a lot of gas reserves and what's happened now? We, we need a lot of gas, you know, like we were struggling, you know? So they, for 200 years, it says in that, that article that I found, you found, you know, 200, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 200 years uh, of, of gas reserves, you know, that's, that's a fortune. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think like two hundred years time, or even like 50, 50 years time, the demand for gas will be far, far lower. But yeah, for now and for the last, when yeah. when did they discover it? Like it's eight, six, 70 years ago, something like eighty years ago, when they first discovered these resources. You do just have an absolute gold mine. Like mm. so, one yeah. of those countries for sure. Before we move on, it's time for an ad break. Today's episode is brought to you by UX Torches. Providers of high-efficiency LED military-grade aluminium body torches. They're waterproof and long-range. Also perfect for outdoor activities such as hiking and camping. Or, if like me, you only need it to take your bins out at night time. Order today at uxtorches.com. The letter U, the letter X, torches.com. But I think that the thing with the guitars is, if you see the weapons, the bit about the weapons, how... Like it's, yeah. it's business, you know, they mm. buy weapons from certain countries and then, you know, other countries have them. like a lot of weapons from Western countries, like the UK for sure as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good business, you know, selling weapons to another country. You make a lot of money. So, yeah, it's, uh, the problem, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I think the problem I have with uh, the way all these like whether it's the news or whoever it is talking about uh, the Qatar World Cup, oh, it shouldn't be going on now. We shouldn't give them that. It's like, yeah, but that's coming from within a country that does business with them. And like we sell them loads of like weapons and other things. But so if our government, and that's all government decisions because it's military related, if they're, they're doing it, then like why? It seems somewhat conflicting, you know, thing. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. But like, that's just politics and, and business in general, you know. 
the one thing I that I saw what was interesting was uh, my my gym instructor actually. <laughs> they, he showed me uh, a picture of the fans' village. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's terrible. It's shipping containers, and <laughs> what what I I'm just speculating here, but what I see them as was that's where the immigrants, the migrants that did the works probably stayed. And then they've just recycled it for fans to go there. It's, it, it, it looks terrible. I don't know if you find some pictures online or something, but it, it uh, yeah, we'll put, I'll, I'll add photos to it afterwards. I will bring it up. Like I would use this laptop here now, but I changed the <laughs> Wi-Fi thing and I haven't got yeah, the yeah. Wi-Fi. But do you remember, did you watch that Netflix documentary with the, uh, like the fake festival and there was a yeah. big fan and they wasted all that money? Uh, all, the, all the people went there and the guy literally taking the money and giving them rubbish stuff. Do you think it could be like that? Uh, I don't think um, well they're thinking it's going to to go to every game at the world cup i think they were saying it's going to be 19 or twenty thousand pounds to go to every single like game that you possibly could go to for your team if your team gets through the knockout stages and stuff like that two-week holiday yeah that's 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 a that's a that's a monthly it's a yearly wage for someone you know 20 grand you know so uh, that must include flights and that must include the, the accommodation prices. So that you have to pay that just to go watch a World Cup. Like, so they've bidded a lot of money and they've made it impossible for proper fans to go and watch, you know? So, yeah. Do you remember the, uh, was it the Euros a few years back when there was the crazy football fighting? And those yeah. Russian fans were just dominating English fans. They were just coming in and like. I think. I think. I think that, the Russians far tougher than the average Brit. I think. Uh, um, I think Qatar is going to be quite different in that sense. I think there's going to be. I think it's going to be quite passive. I think there's not going to be many fights. I don't think there's you know gay rights things. I don't think there's going to be many protests about that because. Nice. Does the average football fan really care about that? Although you know that they should, you know it should be, you know, but it should be, that, be whoever you want to be. But yeah. I don't think I don't think protesting at the World Cup would would, would do anything really. So I think they might. I mean, uh, it can't. It will not. You're not going to see the same level as these. Uh, what's it called? Is that oil now? The activist group that doing mm. care at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward, isn't it? Because it's going to be like it'll be like uh, they'll find out who, what nationality they are, and then they'll probably try and embarrass the country. But then the country will probably fight back if it's like a proper Western country like Germany or England. So it could, I guess, it could turn nasty, but not in the sense of physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just some words, some stern words from powerful people on either side. Yeah, and then this is wrong. You shouldn't let you shouldn't you know persecute gay gay people, you know. And then they're just like, yeah, I know, but this is how we believe in in this culture. And it's just like, okay, there's not much we can do about it, really, is there? I mean, we you can protest if you want to, which is fine. I mean, you should, but they're not going to change their ways, I don't think. Like different, like different countries are different stages like culturally yeah. economically all sorts like if you look back in the uk in the united kingdom 200 years ago you had the same views that this place had that was just mm. the mainstream the normal mm. the, 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 mm. the accepted you know so uh i think not even that long but yeah. like 1960s 
70s people were, were, were not comfortable with gay people homosexuals you know 80s when it really okay it's okay to be gay you know really is that their slogan or did you just think of that <laughs> no well that's 40 years ago isn't it so and they definitely haven't had the cultural revolution that we've had in our countries because we're democracies we're quite old countries um quite well developed we 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 travel a lot you know so travel a lot. yeah did you travel a lot this summer <laughs> i actually went down the south coast i uh I did. Uh, I went to Isle of Wight. Actually, it was quite nice. White Cliffs of Dover as well. Did you see that? Yeah, White Cliffs of Dover. They're all right. They're not they're they're pretty good. They're all right. Isn't the uh, Isle of Man? Doesn't it have no speed limit still? I think so. Yeah. On roads. Uh, yeah. Which I always think. Uh, actually, do you want to talk about the Isle of Man? We can. That might. No, you don't want to talk about that. All right, no, I don't. I don't mind. Like that? How was it? Was it your first time there? I went to Isle of Wight, not Isle of Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how was it? Sorry, I didn't hear. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was. It was nice. I like Isle of Wight. It's actually uh, probably one of the nicest places in the UK. I'd say. What did you? Yeah, it's quite warm. Huh? What did you learn? What did I learn? Yeah. <laughs> You got bad internet. What did you learn? All right. Um, what did I learn? What do you mean? What did I learned? I was just traveling, camping. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 always, I don't know. I suppose I'll just find out a little bit about the place. As well. you, you, you live. You live very close to it. Just go there. Not that close. You're, you're down in Cornwall, and you're near Taunton. That's so close to Isle of Wight. No, sorry, but Taunton and Cornwall, that's like 250 miles. That's not that's not that close. Oh, you're in what's it called? What's the one next to Cornwall? I can't remember. I'm in Herefordshire. Herefordshire. There's about eight counties away from Cornwall. Yeah. Monmouth is Wales. It's not Cornwall or Devon. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Yeah, but what do you think? Can we talk about the uh, see the oil oil protests today all over the UK? And it's been going on for a couple of months. What do you think about that? You got an opinion on that? Um, yeah, I do. It's it's I understand it. You know, like we we're ruining our world, aren't we? Really, and we're not really doing enough about it. You know, some people are creating new technologies. Oops, <laughs> and doing something they are helping and, and and technology will probably save us eventually but you know the the average person the, the average poor person that, that can't afford an electric car and all these things like they they're hurting those people as well so that's the difficult part because those working class people need to you know earn a living and, and, and survive like everyone else does and stopping those people going to work isn't going to save the world you know you're actually probably making the world a worse place in a way so there's that argument but then also there's the argument that they are saving the world you know they're stopping bad toxic fumes and whatever going into the environment so but that that but the thing about that is is, is that oil has already been you know taken from the ground so 
it's going to get burnt anyway. But I, I don't know. I'm in two minds. I, I, I semi-support them and I semi-don't. Like if you're if you're that guy in that taxi in that in that queue, sorry, on on the M25. If oh, you're that guy, the hassle, you'd be fuming. You're late for you're work. Fuming, right? Like I, I've got to get a meeting. I've got a meeting to get to at nine o'clock. No, I can't get there because there's these people being stupid. You know, basically. So, yeah, I think there's better ways for them to protest, maybe. Um, but it's definitely effective. You know, they get on the news and and they're heard and they're seen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with you. I I completely agree with you. I think that their cause. No one can really deny the cause. Like everyone knows it's a serious issue. And like yeah. the next 50, 100 years, climate change is going to smack us in the face so hard if we don't do anything about it. But uh, yeah, like you said, it's the means, it's the methods of doing it. So if you're, you know, you've got, you start a new job, you're like a month into a new job, a huge recession's just around the corner for this country. And then what, like you're an hour and a half, two hours late? Because these uh, people like, you know, chain themselves to the motorway or whatever, that, that takes you. I don't think when they're throwing the paint on the art, although they say, like, I watched the interview with one of them that did the uh, Van Gogh uh, painting. She's mm-hmm. drew the soup on him. She said, like, they researched it. They knew there was glass in front of it already. And she, she knew that. But I still think, think of, like, a lot of people, voters, middle-aged people, whatever. I don't think they're going to like seeing this group attacking like some of the world's best art i don't think attacking art is the right need and also um in uh london you know when they're spraying the orange paint they did like uh supercar salesman rooms and stuff they also did the mi5 building like if i was an activist and i was going to vandalize some buildings i don't think the mi5 building would be the top of my list yeah yeah i'm not i'm not sure yeah but but the 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 I mean, we're we're in we're in a bit of a mess, aren't we, politically? And we always have been. Like ever since I went off to China, Brexit was a mess, and now we seem to be in in more of a mess, really, financially and and politically. So, I feel like our politicians are letting the country down. Really, we haven't really improved. Uh, when you look at other European countries like Finland, Scandinavian countries, you know, I mean, they're not doing miles better than us, but they're doing a lot better you know in a lot of the uh indexes how you measure a country like happiness quality of living and stuff those nordic countries have always scored very highly Mm. because because i mean they have small populations which helps massively but their social welfare programs and stuff like that are so well uh planned out and organized and executed whereas ours are we're in a in this country we're in two massive minds we've got got a massive uh uh, middle class in this country uh, and that's all from Thatcherism because that, that sort of when it sort of developed like my family's your family's a lot of families are middle class really yeah. in this country and there's like the super rich lots of middle class and then quite a few poor so a lot of middle class people then started to vote for the conservatives because they started to earn a lot more money than they were used to so now we have like a massive disparity, really. We have like the middle class and upper class and then all these lower classes that, you know, would vote completely differently. Yeah, uh, I read somewhere, do you know that they, they think that uh, 25% of all kids in the UK now are living below the poverty line? Mm. So well, that's because of COVID as well. I think COVID's had a massive impact, especially on poor countries around the world. Well, thank you. poor countries around the world it was crazy did you see how much the uh 
the World Bank estimated of uh, uh, poor people getting pushed into extreme poverty. Uh, no, me... I didn't see that, no. Yeah, let me just find this. 50, yeah, here we go. We're pushing estimated between 119 and 124 million people into extreme poverty. Because the problem was when the lockdowns came was the way these uh, like developed countries are, so, are a lot more economically stable, yet we still got huge debt and stuff. Now. So when the lockdowns came for these uh, more developing countries, their central banks and the stability in their economy, they just can't afford to stop everything and all payments and everything go like we did for, for a few months. So that, that's why so many people got pushed back into poverty in these developing countries. Mm, yeah. yeah, because they were probably on the emergence on the way out of poverty. And then boom, jobs are gone. Uh, you can't travel anywhere. The food is scarce, you know, like that affected us, didn't it? In England here, but we all could work remotely or we all have internet and we all have houses and yes, mortgage rates are high, but you know, we, 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 we could survive pretty okay, really. Yeah. I know I didn't live here during it, but, but I was what I got from what people said, but in those countries where you don't have secure housing cars that you can, that you own jobs that, as the, um, what's it called? Can't remember safe jobs you know people that have safe jobs a lot of these jobs people have probably tourism or, or something that's not very safe so it's yeah it hit them hard isn't it? yeah especially the tourism industry uh one of my one of my friends his parents had a uh a, a tourist business in uh, algeria but mm. he, he said yeah when that like the business actually gone bankrupt since then because because they, they lost so much but he was also explaining to me how uh in these in these developed like developing countries their hospitals and their, re their hospital resources are terrible compared to us so if they did have a big outbreak like they're fucked like they're you know they, they can't cope the same way we could that comes that comes to to us again in this country like we love to complain and we complain so much and sometimes we complain too much i think you know we we a lot of us i'm not saying all of us but we have it good compared to um, a lot of countries around the world. No, and sure. I've been to, I've been to some poor countries and you're just like, wow, like this kid or this man literally has a cardboard box and that's it, you know, and that's their life. And they just go around just trying to earn a living, you know, and, and then we sit here in our homes and it's 15 20 15 degrees outside 10 degrees outside and we're like oh a bit worried about the heating is this winter you know and yes prices have gone up and <laughs> it is expensive but you've got a i know people it's difficult to think of the bigger picture you know it is difficult <laughs> because... can i ask a personal question <laughs> <laughs> do you pay for the heating where you live right now i mean yeah, oh, I... I don't pay for mine where i live right now but do you <laughs> oh here yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you did. They you can edit that. You can edit that bit out. The problem is that you do have a very good point in terms of like, I I know people whose their home countries. There's wars going on right now, like mm. airstrikes, hunger, like like wars, like crazy. But I think the heat is a legit option 
but for sure we complain too much like i think we complain far too much sometimes. like so, so sometimes life gets pretty tough but um yeah you some people i don't know you just gotta try to be tough because life is tough sometimes yeah i mean i mean prices are always going to go up weren't they for for fuel really like they will continue to go up until it runs out like that's just the way business works it's going to get smaller and smaller yeah yeah, less and less of it so the price is going to go up that's just the way it is so yeah Mm -hmm. so you are starting a english teaching channel aren't you like any english teachers i've seen maybe i'm just not at an advanced enough level because i'm trying to learn french in a minute I've never, I haven't heard of teachers that just teach one language to everybody. I, I honestly, yeah, man, I might just be ignorant towards it, but they, they do exist. There is a thing out there, right? English teaching is a, is a huge industry around the world. Like in China, it's billion dollars, you know? Well, that's English, but they, they're giving it to Chinese. Like they know Chinese as well, no? They, you don't have to know a lot of Chinese to do it. That's what I'm getting at. No. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, so when you're explaining things, you just speak to them in English. Yeah, the whole time I teach on on my computer here, I teach. I don't speak in Chinese at all. Uh, oh. They so. love it <laughs> because because then they can. It's like watching Friends or something in English. You know, they can pick up so many new words from me just talking. That's so. So, just, so when you do it, you it's it's. It's like, like that's culturally pointed in towards of your recommendations and your teachings. That's a very advanced level, like cultural norm, something that you're never going to learn from a textbook, but you know the, the mannerisms and the way that everybody just speaks. Like if you say sick in the United Kingdom, basically every young person knows what that means. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's going to be in many language textbooks. So you give them pointers from that kind of cultural angle. Yeah, you can do videos like that as well. You can do slang. I did one on slang videos, uh, slang words. Oh. And you, you can then translate what the slang word means into normal English. What That's did, quite good. Yeah. So what did you teach them? Did you teach them waste, man? No, I just, I just, I can't remember what I did now. Um, Dickhead? Can't remember. No, obviously not terrible, rude words, because otherwise they won't watch it. Yeah, well, I don't think you get passed in school. Um, so what's your page? What's your channel called? Nomadic English One. Okay, cool. We'll put it in the description. All right. Cheers, mate. Cheers for doing it. I'll see you later. All right. See you later, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm using that one.